Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, here today with Max LeBrien and Agnes Drew. It's day 1,530 since we came back on the air. Any news today, Max? Not really, just some annoying olds. Olds? Yeah, if it's not news, then it must be olds. Anyway, lane puns aside, the normal power station windmill is still having problems. Our electrician friend over at Amoria, who has, I kid you not asked us to refer to him as Sparky on the air, has scavenged some wiring from nearby houses to try to repair the corroded stuff, but there's still an issue somewhere that we haven't managed to diagnose yet. So if you're one of the people still waiting on a battery to be charged, you're going to have to wait a little longer. Sorry about that. I'm sure people understand. The chance of a battery is better than no battery at all. Although I will say that it's a shame that the best source of renewable energy that we have around here is wind. That's always been kind of a tricky one. Wouldn't it have been interesting to have survived the zombie apocalypse near a waterfall? It's such a shame we can't tap into the tidal generator that powers Gibstein Lighthouse's bulb. It's nice to see it shining every night, but, but it's also a reminder that there's electricity nearby that we just can't quite get to. Wouldn't that have been amazing if we could have gotten to that power source? But Dr. Clark has been down there several times and says we'd need tools that nobody around here has even seen in years to be able to get to it, not to mention the technical challenge of having to access it underwater. I'm actually wondering how the people in Lardarello are doing these days. Where's that? Uh, Lardarello is in Tuscany, central Italy. They've been known for thousands of years for their hot springs, which the Romans used for bathing. Oh, a hot bath sounds really good right now. But what's that got to do with our power woes? If there are hot springs there, then it's a decent chance that there's geothermal energy available. That's exactly right. Lutterello was one of the first places in the world to exploit geothermal energy, all the way back in the 19th century. A man named Francois-Jacques de Lutterelle used that energy to extract boric acid from the mud and eventually got the town named after him for his work. Well, that's cool, but how much energy could you actually get out of some hot springs? last I checked, before the zombies rose up, Lardarello was generating about 10% of the world's geothermal energy, enough to power over a million Italian homes. Now, obviously, a lot of that infrastructure required maintenance and personnel to make it work, so I doubt they're making that much now, but it could still be a substantial source of power for them. Not to mention... Can you imagine being able to take a hot bath anytime you wanted to without having to go gather the water and build a fire and heat it up enough, but not too much? No, I'm getting jealous of them just for that part alone. Forget the electricity. Isn't the Yellowstone area also a hot spot, if you'll pardon the expression, for geothermal power? It is. And to piggyback off of Agnes's comment earlier... There's a hydroelectric power available as well if you can overcome the problems of maintaining and staffing the equipment necessary to keep it running. Hang on. What about nuclear power? Those places don't run by themselves. What happened to them when the zombies shut everything down? Hard to say. We haven't heard of any highly radioactive zombies or anybody with radiation burns around here, so... I'm hoping that either the workers shut them down before they evacuated, or else there were fail-safes to keep them from melting down. I don't actually know much about how those facilities worked. Ugh, that's exactly what we'd need right now. Radioactive zombies. 
If you don't get bitten, you get radiation poisoning. So getting back to the problem at hand, do you think the windmill is ever going to work again? Oh, definitely. It's a conundrum, no doubt, but Sparky knows what he's doing, and we have a couple of other people at Amaria who are helping out. It might take a day or two, and we might not even report it on the air because we'll be so busy getting batteries distributed, but I have no doubt we'll be back up and running in no time. That's good to hear. Well, if there's no other news, let's sign off. Allow me. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew, Max O'Brien, and Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.